is simple. Shipping, logistics, capacity, access. We are connecting America's heartland to the rest of the world. It's not just about shipping. It's a story about how we're constantly innovating, how we move our products around the world. Cleveland is a port city. We've always been a port city. This is Great Lakes Forward. Welcome back to Season 2, Episode 5 of Great Lakes Forward. I'm Jay Davis, Vice President of External Affairs in the Port of Cleveland, and I'm happy to welcome my colleague, Nick LaPointe, who is Director of Engineering, Planning, and Development here at the Port of Cleveland. Nick, thanks for joining Great Lakes Forward. Jay, thanks for having me today. Excited uh, whenever I get an opportunity here to talk about engineering and construction and uh, all those sorts of things. So happy to be with you. Great, Nick. And, you know, talk to us a little bit about your role at the Port of Cleveland and then also adding, because I think you have an interesting backstory with having uh, grew up in and around the Great Lakes as well and working on the Great Lakes and then now coming full circle to this role at the Port of Cleveland. So if you could talk to us a little bit about that, I think it would be very interesting, especially for some of our younger listeners who uh, may be thinking about getting into engineering or maritime careers. Sure. Um, Specific role here and responsibilities uh, here at the Port of Cleveland, I oversee uh, all of our capital infrastructure uh, from a a master planning standpoint and oversee engineering, design, development, all things related to environmental impact of our facilities and, and how our infrastructure impacts the environments here. And then also oversee project management and construction. And then I work with a colleague of mine here to maintain all of our assets and make sure that they are in a state of good repair. And we are always looking to address any issues that arise. And uh, so every day is different. One day we could be addressing a, a more critical infrastructure issue. And then the next we are planning for what the port looks like five, 10 years from now, what's the markets look like, how does our infrastructure serve as our backbone, which is very critical to our operation, and how do we uh, make the proper plans now in order to be prepared for that uh, in the future. So certainly a lot of variety here that comes with the day-to-day operations. And uh, to answer the second half of your question, the full circle journey, originally Northwest Ohio, I grew up on the Great Lakes. I uh, Spent many, many days, nights on uh, the western basin of Lake Erie uh, working on boats and have quite a bit of maritime background. Received my captain's license when I was 18 and worked on the uh, uh, Great Lakes, uh, putting myself through school up until uh, I graduated from college. Civil engineer by trade, now a professional engineer. Have somewhat of a co- common boomerang story here. I uh, Immediately after graduating, I I sought out an opportunity in the maritime construction industry, and I moved out to the East Coast where I worked for a heavy civil marine contractor where we built bridges, docks, uh, immersed tube tunnels, uh, moved around from a large infrastructure project to large infrastructure project for about 10 years, had an opportunity here to come back to Cleveland come back to the state of Ohio. Been here now for about five years, so uh, happy to, to bring my experiences uh, from the East Coast and, and some of those things from the maritime side um, here that have been developed over 
number of years and uh, happy to bring that experience here to the Port Authority. Great, Nick. Great. As a fellow Boomerang, uh, glad to have you back as well. We're pushing the Great Lakes forward. Thanks for joining and, you know, sharing that story. And so right now we're talking about infrastructure. We currently have three, at least three active infrastructure projects going on support right now. We have our main gate, we have our dock project, Cleveland Bulk Terminal. And we had to get very creative with figuring out ways to pay for these projects. And so when you think about the Marriott grant we was able to receive uh, just this past year for, if I'm not mistaken, $11 million from the Maritime Administration uh, in Washington, D.C. And then also uh, we got a lot of support from the state of Ohio as well through the Maritime Assistance Program. And these are all relatively new programs. How has that been able to impact the work you've done? And give us a sort of update on what that those current projects are now at the Port of Cleveland. I'm sure we're not alone in, in taking this time out in 2020 to really dive into preparing ourselves for the future of, of shipping and what the products will be moving going forward. Sure, Jade. Uh, as Jade had mentioned, we have a very active capital program right now. And there's a number of things that are, are drivers in that heavy, very active capital program. Since about 2018, we have seen an uptick in our capital spending here at the ports. And major drivers of that is, is primarily the age of a lot of our infrastructure. A lot of our infrastructure was put in place when the Port Authority was founded uh, back in the late uh, 50s, 60s, and some of our infrastructure actually even predated that, specifically at our Cleveland bulk terminal, uh, which dated back to the 1930s and 1940s. A lot of this infrastructure is coming up on the end or has uh, surpassed the useful life uh, of the infrastructure. And rather than just being able to put uh, a temporary fix here and a temporary fix there, while we, we still do have infrastructure that does have needs and we are able to maintain and, and um, make more minor repairs, a lot of our infrastructure has now aged out and requires full replacement. So since coming on board five years ago, we have really taken a deep dive into the state of our current infrastructure. We take a hard look at what every year, what can we maintain? What does our maintenance look like? What infrastructure do we need to start planning for replacement? So that's kind of the basic infrastructure need. And then there's several inputs that go into those decisions of how do you prepare that infrastructure? If you are going to replace it, what are the environmental factors that we need now to consider? Because the environmental factors that were considered back when some of this infrastructure was built back in the 50s and 60s are far different from the standards uh, and expectations today. And we are a green port on a blue lake here, and it is important that we walk the walk and talk the talk. So we, it is very important, and we take quite a bit of pride and, and detail into how do we really build more intelligently to be better stewards and reduce our impact on the environment. So those are major drivers. And then what's the market forecast look like? The way cargo is handled today and the equipment that is used today is far different than the equipment that was used 50 years ago, 60 years ago. The cargoes are different. The cargo loads are different. So how do we make smart investments where we can increase capacities, where we can make the ports, docks more flexible to receive more diversified set of cargoes versus just having a very narrowed 
market applicability and narrow window to serve the markets. All those factors have gone into some of the projects that we now have and or currently underway that you had mentioned. Jade, the, the three projects you had mentioned, the main gate project, the Doc 2426 project, which will be becoming more visible as we enter into 2021, and then the project over at the Cleveland Bulk Terminal, um, where we are extending the existing ore tunnel, um, all had those drivers. And, and we took quite a bit of time planning, making sure that we are making these projects fit the port, fit the markets, fit the environmental needs, fit the business needs of the port here as we look towards the next 50 years of our operation. The main gate project we are expanding at our general cargo terminal just west of Cleveland Brown Stadium is taking a one lane in, one lane out, very heavy touch point where we had to physically check, stop every vehicle coming in, and then check every truck going out to make sure proper cargoes were loaded on. We are moving more towards a, a gate infrastructure complex that you would see at some of your larger ports uh, on the coast. Um, while we are not one of those ports and we don't necessarily operate at the same scale, many of the same things that they are required to do from a uh, federal regulation standpoint, from a security standpoint, from a cargo clearing standpoint are all things that we have to do. So we right-sized fit a project where we have been able to expand capacity. We've been able to bring critical communication infrastructure uh, fiber technology into the ports here, which is laying a fiber backbone. Um, these projects upon completion will lay a, a new fiber optic loop within the Port Authority for future collection of information related to cargoes for potential autonomous vehicles, uh, autonomous ships in the future, uh, communicating with our equipment. So these are all layers of inside these projects that you may not see from the outside, but these are all components and the main gate project is a very, while well, we are able to expand capacity, but there's a lot of technology baked into that project that uh, we're excited about. Um, we believe it's important for the future uh, competitiveness. Uh, it's unique to the Great Lakes. Um, I believe we are gonna be the first port on the Great Lakes that is going to be set up with this infrastructure and prepared uh, to compete into the future. It's a really exciting project. The next project uh, that you had mentioned, Jade, is the Cleveland Bulk Terminal project. Um, we have been very active. Yeah, and, and, the, and Nick, the Bulk Terminal is where we handle, you know, specific sort of bulk commodities like iron ore, limestone, things like that, right? Yes, that's correct. It's a little bit of a different terminal that you may be used to seeing or that people may see when they uh, are, are downtown. It is located on Whiskey Island and it is our bulk facility. So that facility primarily handles inter-Great Lake bulk cargoes, specifically aggregates and iron ore. Um, and we have been making significant investments in the infrastructure over there for that facility because that facility is the lifeblood of the steel mill here that uh, Cleveland Cliffs um, is in the process of transitioning over as the operator. And it, it's, a, it's a major driver of our economy, and it's important that that facility is prepared and able to meet the needs of the steel mill there because it's a very critical link in their supply chain, uh, in their steel making supply chain. So, yes, that is the bulk facility. Visually, you, you will be able to see if you do go by that facility, the large piles of 
bulk commodities of both stone and taconite um, that do sit on the dock over at that facility. And the investments we have made in that facility have been twofold. Um, in 2019, we completed a major investment in the waterfront infrastructure at that facility where we rebuilt um, portions of that dock that dated back to the 1930s, 1940s of construction. Um, and we have recently dredged that dock so we can now accommodate ships along its entire berth, um, which expands capacity, expands flexibility of operations over at that terminal, and, and really sets that terminal up for operations here as we look to the next 50 years. second project that is now underway and has been very active and a very schedule critical project is the ore tunnel extension. Um, as results of some changes in the supply chain and when I had mentioned earlier when we were talking, we have to be able to move at the speed of business, be able to respond to meet the needs of the, the marketplace. And the ore tunnel extension is a great example of that, where we as the Port Authority have been able to serve and meet the needs and really prepare infrastructure and facilities to be able to support the, the jobs, the supply chain, all the benefits that brings to our economy here regionally. Our infrastructure is critical in doing that. Um, and the ore tunnel extension project there will allow our facility beginning in March of this upcoming year to blend multiple grades of, of taconite at that facility to meet the specification needs of the Cliffs steel mill and be able to meet the supply chain changes that are occurring in the Great Lakes as we speak. Final project that you had mentioned, Jade, is the Dock 2426 project. At the start of our conversation, I had mentioned a lot of the infrastructure that is in place here, specifically at the General Cargo Terminal, was built back in the 50s and 60s. And that coincided with the opening of the St. Lawrence Seaway. So a lot of major port investments and the growth of ports as we know them today occurred right around the same time frame. Um, and the Dock 2426 project is, is reinvesting in that infrastructure. Uh, these docks are, are very important to our day-to-day -day operations. Um, when performing a very detailed condition inspection in 2017, we came across some concerning uh, condition issues with one of our docks, that we, which ultimately required us to, for safety reasons, temporarily take it out of service until we could reinvest in that dock and reconstruct that dock. So we went into planning mode immediately. Um, you know, all the docks here are very important for our operations. We worked collaboratively to figure out how we could shift operations internally within the port. And then we went immediately into planning mode of how do we, how do we reinvest? How do we both finance a project as large as this? Because in total, this project is going to be a $20 million investment in our docks, which is a fairly sizable investment here for us. Um, in, a, in an agency of our size. How do we fund it? How do we manage it? What's the timeline for replacement? What are opportunities to leverage local funding here to be able to really stretch our funding further to make the biggest impact? How do we plan from an environmental standpoint? How do we plan these docks for the next 50 years of operation? So we worked with our terminal operators to discuss their needs 
Um, we've, we, we did some studies on, you know, what the cargoes of the future would look like, where can we increase capacities, all those sort of things. And we're excited to announce here that we are going to be out for tender on that project for the construction phase in quarter one of 2021. So if there are any contractors here on, that do uh, listen in, we are excited that it's going to be a big project of ours. From the environmental standpoint, um, we are putting in infrastructure that will capture and treat all of the stormwater that does touch our docks in the project area, and it will treat that water prior to discharging it into Lake Erie. So that is a major environmental initiative here that we have taken upon on ourselves, not because it is required by permits, because it's the right thing to do, that we felt that it's important that every drop of water that does touch our docks, we need to be cognizant of what's in that water. Is there anything we can be doing to make sure that it, it we can improve and reduce our impact uh, and we can improve our position here uh, from an environmental standpoint. I appreciate that, that thorough rundown of, of each of those projects. I think it's just critical for us to understand how basically to be in the first mile and the last mile of, of many of the products that end up on your table, end up in your home, end up at your car, your, your job, your uh, roads, and begin to end here at the Port of Cleveland and investing in those things are going to be critical to making sure that uh, we can keep supply lines and keep production and keep our lives going forward. I think uh, 2020 has taught us nothing more uh, than that is just logistics matter. Well, and so we have to make sure uh, we support them and build them up. Nick, I really appreciate you joining the Great Lakes Forward today and providing sort of that run through about how we view infrastructure and what we're doing to prepare for the next 30 years of the Port of Cleveland. And so again, thanks a lot, Nick, and appreciate you coming on the show. Thanks for having me. That's it for Great Lakes Forward, season two, episode five. I'm Jay Davis, and we'll see you next time. Port of Cleveland is one of the largest ports on the Great Lakes. Over 20,000 jobs and $3.5 billion in annual economic activity are tied to roughly 13 million tons of cargo that move through Cleveland Harbor each year. The Port of Cleveland is the only local government agency whose sole mission is to spur job creation and economic vitality in Cuyahoga County and Northeast Ohio. The Port is the economic engine for the community, a key to Northeast Ohio's global competitiveness, and a crucial partner in building Cuyahoga County's future. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Instagram at, at Port of Cleveland. And on LinkedIn, you can find us at our official name, which is the Cleveland Cuyahoga County Port Authority. Follow us there and also subscribe to this podcast. Technical support and audio production provided by Shark and Minnow. Great Lakes Forward is sponsored by Logistech, the terminal operator of the Port of Cleveland.